Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes. It's episode 39, December football. Honestly, one of the best times of the year for the NFL season. Things are heating up. Playoff pictures are heating up. Playoff teams contending, pretending. It's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hop into it. Joe, take us in. Yeah, Chase, like you said, one of the best times of the year for the NFL. December football, you can't beat it. I mean, with only playing 17 games, every game, of course, is so meaningful. But now, even more, more than ever. But it's just so disappointing this year, Chase, just seeing Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, all get season-ending injuries. You know, these are guys that are on teams that could contend. And now Trevor Lawrence, we don't know yet the severity of that injury. But it looked bad. He had to be helped off the field. It took him like five minutes to get off the field. He was visually upset. And that's a guy who was an Ironman, never missed a game before. But on Monday Night Football, gets a pretty ugly one. The uh, left tackle steps on his ankle. Obviously an accident, you know, his own teammate. But it looked bad, and he was visibly upset. So Trevor down again. The Jags, they were a team that I thought could go in and take that one seed. That is off the table now. And the Bengals, too. Another team that could have competed for a Super Bowl this year. Joe Burrow out for the year, but moving into this week's one o'clock window, Jake Browning versus Gardner Minshew battle of two backup quarterbacks on teams that are still in the playoff hunt, despite losing Anthony Richardson and Joe Burrow respectively. Jake, Jake Browning was dealing last week. Um, you know, only in, only had four incompletions, passer rating of 115. And he carried the Bengals. He put the team on his back, was getting Jamar Chase the ball. T. Higgins, good to see him back out on the field. Joe Mixon was doing his thing. Three all-purpose touchdowns, Chase. Who do you like in this one? Colts-Bengals. Big, big game for playoff implications. I mean, the Colts could be looking at Shane Steichen's got his guys playing. They could be looking at 8-5 and five with a win this week. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to ride with the Colts. I like the Colts this week. They had a huge overtime win uh, last week against the Titans. Uh and now you go into Cincinnati. Yes, Jake Browning, you know, had a tremendous game against the Jaguars. But again, that Jaguars defense just, it looks atrocious this year. I mean, you know, Joe and I have been talking about it. We thought Tyson Campbell was kind of the upcoming next guy in Jacksonville who, you know, who wouldn't be as good as Jalen Ramsey, but, you know, could be a lockdown quarter, could be a pro bowler for years to come. And he's just been disappointing this entire year every single game he's getting burnt and it's just disappointing to watch i mean with trevor lawrence down for at least i would say a month four weeks and the colts can go on a little run they can win the afc south which i think is crazy i mean no one even saw them being in contention for the afc south and sitting at seven and five the Jags at eight and four, like they're they're pretty they're one win away for being tied in the AFC South for the one for the division, and I and I think they might have the upper hand with Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew. They just been playing well, and if they can win against the Bengals, they'll have a banged up Steelers team. No Kenny Pickett because he'll be out like two, three weeks, so he still won't be in for that game. And then you have the Falcons, Raiders, Texans. Um, Texans will be a tough game, um, but the Colts could come out of this division. I think it's going to be a really tight race between Texans, Colts, and Jags. 
Yeah, personally, I'm going to rule the Jags out because of three guys. One, you named Tyson Campbell. Huge letdown year. And then Darius Williams, maybe one of the worst contracts in football this year. They paid him three years, $10 million a year with a signing bonus and $18 million guaranteed. So contracts in total worth upwards of $39 million. And then also, first overall pick, Trayvon Walker. Where you been? Terrible. Has never gotten double-digit sacks. And for a first overall pick now in his third year, you simply need more out of him. He's killing them. Team would be so much better off if they had gone with Aiden Hutchinson. Or, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson would have been the pick. He ended up going two to the Lions, and you, you really needed him there. Him paired with Josh Allen would have been scary. But instead, you got a bust in Walker. And, he, hey, I'm not even saying he's unplayable. I'm not calling him a terrible player. But for where he got drafted textbook bust so yeah i'm i'm just out on the jags without lawrence and you knew how high i was on them chase like coming into this year and all throughout the season i was saying one seed one seed look out for the jags one seed but and it's a shame trevor lawrence was starting to heat up after they got smacked by the niners he was putting great weeks together but yeah just not enough and then i look at this colts team eighth overall in points per game shane steichen is he, he should be in the coach of the year conversation because when you look at what he's had to deal with jonathan taylor's holding out then jonathan taylor's hurt you got Michael Pittman Jr., but then you're kind of crossing your fingers with the rookie Josh Downs and Alec Pierce. You lose your starting quarterback. Defense, you know, Shaq Leonard, gone middle of the year. Yannick Ngakwe, failed to bring him back. Rocky Singh, gone. So they're missing a lot of their guys. You still got DeForest Buckner. You still got um, Zamir Franklin. But other than that, no huge, huge names on that Colts defense. And Shane Steichen's just finding a way to grind out these games. Now, Colts are on a four-game win streak, and I like them to keep it going. I think Jake Browning, he's going to lose a little bit of that magic from last week, come back down to earth a little bit. And, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Chase. I think the Colts could roll this game. Yeah, and I totally agree. I do have to say one thing. I was looking at Darius Williams' stats. He does have three interceptions on the season, two forced fumbles. I mean, in coverage, he hasn't been the best, but his turnovers have been there. He has five forced turnovers. That's big. That's a little side. Trayvon Diggsy. Yeah, it's a little Trayvon Dixie. and but I think the true problem in the Jacksonville defense is Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins. I mean, those guys just don't make tackles. They're terrible in coverage, and I think those are really like the guys laying them down as well. Um, but like you said, I think Jake Browning comes down to earth. I think he had a career game uh, in Jacksonville in Duval, coming out of there with a big win. I think you know with the way that the Colts have been playing how Gardner Minshew's kind of been, you know, just following the offense, taking what's there uh, from the defense and just kind of executing it is proving that, you know, Shane Steichen's offense can beat teams week in and week out. And it proved in Philly for two years, and it's proving in Indianapolis and how he should be in the run for Coach of the Year because of how well he's having this Indianapolis team play. I mean, no one saw Indy close to the playoffs no one saw no. indy being even close. even when they were healthy and still had yeah. a lot of their guys no one saw indy being close to winning the division but they're second and they're one win away from being first so i think you should easily be in there for coach of the year conversation and I chase doing this game i'll challenge you putting you on the spot right now right here tell me a coach that's done more with less or with the same as steichen I think given the situation, he's coached the best he really could. For yeah. this team to have a chance to go in 8-5 and five, heading into Week 15 after this week, pretty remarkable. Him and right now, I could say Matt LaFleur changing things around in Green mm -hmm. Bay. which Jordan And I, I like Sean McVay this year, too. Sean McVay, they faced a lot of adversity. Matt Stafford, 
Matthew Stafford out. Uh, Cooper Cup was out the first like four or five weeks. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, and then you defense have is terrible outside yeah. of Donald. Puka just took a rib injury this past week. I mean, injuries plague all over the field, and they're still finding ways to win. Five hundred, you know, I I I like that from those coaches. And you know, you look at the Green Bay Packers right now. Jordan Love has been on fire. Three um, and last three games, coming off a big win in Lambeau off the Chiefs. Huge win. The, huge win. Going to New York, play the Giants, who should be on a four-game win streak, and no one's talking about it, but they could be a playoff team. Yeah. And they'll do better this year without Aaron Rodgers, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean, they get all those picks. The, the unfortunate thing for them is that Rodgers didn't play, so those second-round picks that – where they were like weaved into the contract, like if he plays what was it seventy percent of the games or something, then it becomes a first. Um, so they're obviously not going to get that benefit, but hey, it ended up working out great for them. And Jordan Love, oh, yeah, he's playing. He's playing some serious football this year. That was a uh, you were hot on him coming into the year, Chase. He's still you know job's not finished. Let's see if he can will these boys into the playoffs. And again, this stat fascinates me. And and you know it goes to show the job Lafleur's doing is that the Packers have the I've said it before on the pod, but. They have the youngest team age average in the whole league. Average age of their whole team is 24, which is crazy young. I mean, these kids are, you know, a year or two older than what the average college roster is looking like. So, incredible job by LaFleur. But, Chase, if you got nothing more to say on that, I'm ready to move into um, Niners Seahawks. Let's do it. So, San Francisco at home opens up as a 10.5 point favorite. What side of this one are you on, Chase? I went with Seattle last time because I thought they would have more fight. At home, yeah, me too. At home, Seattle. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, exactly. I thought Sold they would out. have more fight. But, again, I went against the 49ers, and they won uh, remarkably. And I th- <sighs> here's here's my thought. I think the 49ers take – the Seattle Seahawks a little lightly just because they're coming off a huge win in Philly. They're Super Bowl. Absolutely. They're Super Bowl. Um, they're coming off a huge win, and then you have the Seattle Seahawks fighting for a playoff spot. If you beat them, you eliminate them. Then their dreams are crushed for this season. Um, I think they just take them a little lightly just because of how well they've been playing against them the past couple seasons. They always dominate them. So I <sighs> – I'm torn. I, I, I think it could go either way with the spread. I think the 49ers win this game, no doubt. Um, I just think it's going to be a tight game just because of how they're going to play. But at the same time, they can explode and just blow out the 49ers. But the Seahawks played great against Dallas. They put up 35 points against Dallas. DK Metcalf went off. Geno Smith threw for over 350 passing yards. They look great. Zach Charbonnet rushed well. Uh, you don't know if you're going to get Kenneth Walker back this week, and if you do, that's huge for the run game. Um, they got but, Smith and Jigba involved. He finally got 11 targets. He looked real good. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is can the Seattle defensive coordinator force Brock Purdy throw the ball down the field? And if not, they're not going to succeed on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. You know what? I said I was done with Seattle. Upset of the week, Seattle outright. I love it. L- listen, I'm not going to argue there. I love it. I-, I love your take on this. This is NFC West football. It's officially do or die. 
for Seattle. You lose this game, you're not making the playoffs. Your chances go under 10. You're, you have a losing record if you lose this game. You're 6-6. Six and six. It's now or never. And the schedule doesn't exactly lighten up after this, so they're going to be playing with some urgency. Defense is finally a little healthier. Um, Tariq Wollins, he's got his spot back. He, he got benched for a minute. He came out this year playing terrible. Um, but he got his spot back. He's been playing valuable minutes for the Seahawks again. And like you said, DK Metcalf, three touchdowns. He, he was quiet this year, you know. Um, but he kind of broke broke loose, burned Deron Bland for, I think it was two touchdowns. Bland did end up getting the best of Geno Smith with a pick later in the game. But good game out of Geno despite that pick. Three touchdowns over 300 yards, like you said. I just think Brock Purdy comes back down to earth. You know, this hype that he's getting, he's now the odds-off MVP favorite. I mean, come on. You're kidding me. Saw a post the other day. It was like, Tyreek Hill's really about to have 20 TDs and 2,000 yards, and we're going to give the MVP to a guy who's just throwing slants for touchdowns. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, you want to see You want to see a um, – let me bring this up. I know I have a screenshot. Okay, here it Brock is. Brock Purdy's I, playing I with have two Pro Bowl so, receivers, a Pro Bowl tight end, and an all-pro running back. His farthest – Brock Purdy, according to Next Gen Stats, which is a very reputable NFL source that is used every single game, his furthest thrown pass against the Eagles was fifth. No, it was thirteen yards. He was his dinking, fur, dumping. His and I, and I'll tell you what it was, Chase. I mean, yards. we knew this coming. Yards have to catch. I mean, he Nicholas Morrow himself allowed hundred forty-four yards after catch that's crazy to himself it's the yards after and i'm not taking away anything you know from the 49ers they are yards after catch they are great because of the receivers they have brock my my argument is brock Purdy shouldn't be getting any close to mvp love any close to mvp talk because he doesn't do anything to special he's not he's not an a plus anywhere it's like, and I saw this argument the other day. Was Jimmy Garoppolo in MVP conversations? No. It's just because Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft that they're like, oh my God, look how good he is. When in reality, he's a Jimmy Garoppolo. He fits the system and he falls under the system just great. Yeah. If you I mean, put like a Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts in that system, yeah, he could win an MVP because they're going undefeated every single game because of how good that team is. Yeah. Chase, people got to remember too. Kyle Shanahan's system won Matt Ryan an MVP. All right, and is Matt Ryan an MVP caliber quarterback? No. He's better than Purdy at his prime, in my opinion, but he's still not an MVP type guy. And this system, it's just, it's open looks, it's motions, it's RPOs, it's deception, it's de- like hidden design plays, and it really can beef up the stats of a quarterback. I mean, Debo Samuel, both of his receiving touchdowns were 30 plus yards, one was 50 yards. Like, that's not Purdy putting a 50-yard pass on the money down the sideline on a seam on him. That's no, just Debo. No, it's a five-yard five pass that turns into a 50-yard yeah. run. And you got you back. got our backup linebackers in, and then you got our 30-year-old corners off an overtime Sunday night game while Debo's fully juiced up at 26 on 10 days rest. It's just simply not a fair, fair fight, you know? And we're going to get into this game later, but... If Seattle loses this game, their season's over, and it deserves to be over because they underachieved this year. I took them at the beginning of the year to win the NFC West. I was fading Purdy. I was wrong. But this is it for Seattle. Pete Carroll's got a good track record against Kyle Shanahan. The Seattle defense is healthy. I just have to think that they 
they put everything they have into this game. And again, they're coming off a long week now too. So San Fran's going to get a little bit of taste of their own medicine. Seattle played on a Thursday against Dallas. San Francisco played a physical game against the Birds on a late Sunday game. So we'll see now. Yeah, we will. And and I know it's in San Francisco, but still, they were going East Coast to West Coast, and Seattle's just got to take a quick bus ride. Not a quick bus ride. They're going from Washington to you know, San Fran, <laughs> but still, they're taking a bus ride. They're not getting jet lagged. So I'm taking the Seahawks money line. You can get it at almost plus 500. Again, I'm not telling you to put your savings down on it, but if you want to sprinkle it, don't be surprised if the Hawks come out on top. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, moving in to another, I would say, I'm going to say this game is going to be very interesting. The Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. I think this is, Brandon Staley is going to get fired after the last game of the season. But if they lose, to the Denver Broncos at home, he should be fired on the spot. He if should he, have been fired two years ago. We all know that, but I'm just saying for this season. Okay. If he allows more than 20 points to Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, he needs to be fired immediately. If he loses this game, he needs to be fired immediately. He is terrible. He has all the defensive playmakers that a coach could want on their defensive side of the ball, and he continues to just put them in bad positions he continues to just do terrible things and i want like and the offense for la looked terrible against the patriots six points i thought kellen moore could cook up something better than that with justin herbert austin eckler's done quentin johnson's a bust and how hurt is justin herbert's hand it looks bad yeah they got problems mike will out palmer out they got problems in la yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look good right now. I, I do have to say, Eckler's that. done. He can't move anymore. He's averaging like three yards per carry this year. He moves in slow motion. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're looking at a guy who had 15 tutties last year that now just can't can't run. He, I, th- I mean, I th- that's that's the life of a running back. It's brutal. Yeah. And then Quentin Johnson is. I mean, yeah. the balls are right in his hands, and he drops. I I don't know how more perfect i don't i don't even know like dude i'm watch. i'm watching the film i'm watching him on the outside drag route or slant to the right side of the field into the um sideline right through his hands and it's just like week in week out he does that and you're like what is going on like you caught the football from max duggan in tcu you can't catch a football from one of the best one of the best slingers in football right now. Crazy. <sighs> Crazy. But, yeah, I mean, Chase, this this game opened up. Denver was a three-point dog already in two days, bet down to two and a half. Eighty-five percent of the money line bets are coming in on Denver at plus 120. You got Sean Payton off a loss versus Brandon Staley. You know, like Nuff said, I don't even care who's playing. That's all I need to hear. But, no, and on some real stuff, I think Russell Wilson has a big bounce-back game. The Houston defense had his number. Will Anderson was getting loose. Stingley Jr., two picks. They played well. You know, Houston was off a, off a close loss, and they, they showed up. Denver, they had to lose one. I mean, they, they were on a five-game win streak. They're sitting at 6-6 six and six now. I think they buried the Chargers. Chargers are 5-7. and seven. They're knocking on the door of elimination. I think Russell Wilson and Sean Payton take them there this weekend. I love this. This is borderline. Chase, I might, I might call this my lock of the week. Denver, money line, plus 120. I love it. 
I like it. And here's here's why I like it. And I, I was in the beginning I'm just saying like how the Chargers should win and how they need to win. And I was just stating, you know, the ways that if the Chargers do this and the Chargers defense is able to hold the Broncos to twenty points and Staley won't be fired this week. But I'm taking the Broncos. I like the Broncos. I think Sean Payton's gonna like out coach Staley to the moon. I think he's just gonna play games with him. Yep. And I think like you said, Russell Wilson's gonna have it back. Uh bounce back up. game. Bounce back game. Thank you. I don't know. I lost track of thinking. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Um no, but I think he has a huge bounce back game. Two picks against Texans, like you said. I think they get Javante Williams the ball, getting him. He's going. starting to look good. He's starting He's... to heat up. I think he heats up a little more. And I think this um, Denver defense is going to kind of lock down the Chargers. I mean, you saw if the Patriots defense can hold them the six, I definitely think the Denver Broncos, you know, it's going to be a different game because it's a divisional battle. But I do think the Broncos defense can hold this team to a low scoring game just because of Quentin Johnson not being a playmaker. Austin Eckler, like you said, looking like he's done. And, you know, you have Mike Will out. Keenan Allen's your only bright spot. So it's it's hard just to create offense for Justin Herbert right now. Yeah, and Keenan Allen's an older receiver too. He's never had a workload quite like this. He's getting fed 15 targets a game. I wonder how his body's holding up. He's been limited in practice the past three weeks. Yeah, he's played all the games. That's, that's typical of a vet in December football to – you know, just be limited in practice, but something to keep your eye on. I know Keenan, everybody's banged up this time of the year, but keep your eye on Keenan Allen. If they lose him too now, oof, it's going to be, it's going to be like 2019 Carson Wentz throwing a Greg Ward and Travis Fulgram. Like it's going to be, it's going to be brutal for the Chargers. So without further ado, moving into the four o'clock window, oh, probably top three game of the week here. You got the Bills off a of bye facing the Chiefs in Arrowhead while well, they just lost a game as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So both te- I love the situation both teams are in. If they weren't playing each other, it's another one of those where I'd probably sprinkle both teams because I think the Bills off an overtime loss off a bye, it's gonna, they're going to put an effort forward. And then the Chiefs also, you know, dropping that game as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It's terrible. So my initial thought is don't bet it. Stay away from it and just enjoy it. But... I think I'm going to take the Bills here. The Chiefs just don't have it right now. I still think they go to the AFC Championship because of these injuries to the AFC quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, um, Joe Joe Burrow. Burrow. I mean, think about it. This is the easiest path that Patrick Mahomes has to the Super Bowl. Right this year. I I don't want to hear any argument. The Bills are stinking it up. Joe Burrow's out. You have the Ravens and the Chiefs. Those are the only two competitors right now. Thought Miami might get the one seed. They have to be mentioned. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Again, yes. But I don't think they can keep up with a Baltimore or a Kansas City. I think they just get out. If Lamar stays healthy and Baltimore gets Mark Andrews back, I think I like them to go to the bowl. Yeah, but right now it's the easiest path. Agreed. But – Here's, you know, this is a totally different topic for conversation, but the way the Chiefs defense play, I, the matchup against the Ravens, that is a, 
like if that's the AFC Championship, I hope it is because that's going to be one of the greatest games ever played. From a pure matchup standpoint? From a pure matchup, the defense from both sides of the ball, the offensive from both sides of the ball. I the think Chiefs' defense needs to get healthy too, in defense yeah. to them. In defense, in their- yeah. I mean, they still look great even with their injuries to them. They look great this year. And, you know, yeah. everyone hated— Spags has them flying around. Yeah, everyone hated the Chiefs' defense. Everyone was like, Mahomes doesn't have a defense. Mahomes— Th- does, That's know. the casuals, Chase. I mean, yeah. when you look at a defense last year that started seven rookies— there's no way they weren't going to take a jump in year two. That was the casuals yeah. talking. And now, I mean, look at them. They're just kind of, they're balling right now. They're kind mm-hmm. of balling right now. They, um, they got guys. So. McDuffie's putting himself in the top 10 corner conversation. Yeah. I know you're not a McDuffie guy. He's, I know I you're know not. Top 10. I, don't I know, know you. All right. <sighs> Give me he's 10 better. 10. Give me 10 better. Okay. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me, let me do it. Let me get my list out. Let Not off get... the dome. No, because it's it's debate. It's you got to look at it from a standpoint where it's like, yes, no, yes. You know what I mean? It's like you can't just say, you can't just start. He's had that. he's had some tough assignments this year too. I know. Keep, All right, keep ready? That in mind. You ready? Let's let's go. To keep keep your uh, keep your count going for me. So we got Sauce Gardner. Okay. Jalen Ramsey. Okay. I'm taking Darius Slay. I'm not anymore, unfortunately. Breaks my heart, but I'm I I will give you the first two for sure. I'm taking Pat Sertain. Okay. There's three for sure. Jair Alexander. Okay. He needs to play more, but there's four. But still, he's the most okay. one of the best off man to man covers. Marshawn Lattimore. Hurt, but But still. Okay. I although still I gotta better. say, I don't even know if he's the best cornerback on his team anymore. Adibu's a player. Yeah, but still I'm a yeah, big but even guy. if even if you look at last year, don't it's not about if he's How hurt. about this? If Jalen Ramsey No, here. No, 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 no. If Jalen Ramsey was like hurt in the beginning of the season we were doing this, you wouldn't say it. You'd be like, Yes, Jalen Ramsey is a top ten corner. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore ain't Jalen Ramsey though. He doesn't have that kind of uh history either, that track record of Ramsey. Ramsey's a four time Marsha- all pro Super Bowl champ. He's a dog. He's been the highest paid corner in the league. Jalen Ramsey's different. His peak is better than anybody in the leagues right now, undisputed. He's going to be the top 15 all time. No, I, I, I agree. I'm just saying that. And Ramsey as a tackler, too. I'm a, You know I'm a Jalen Ramsey. I got the Jags jersey. I'm Ramsey all day. But, yeah. All right, I'm going to give you this. Tell me this is a fair compromise. I'll give you Slay and Lattimore as, like, one together. Because Lattimore's hurt. Slay's getting old. Call it, that's five so far for sure. All right, Chadarius Ward of the 49ers. No. I'll give you Devin Witherspoon for six, not Ward. A.J. Terrell, easy. A.J. Terrell is one of the best man corners in football. He proved it in PFF last year. He was number one in man coverage. I'm just yes, I like, he was number one in man coverage. I, if yes. I'm starting a team, I might take McDuffie because he comes um, up and hits running backs. I don't care. I'm taking, can hardly I'm, tackle receivers. I'm I'm taking the most lockdown corner one on one in man. I'm take if you're putting Trent McDuffie versus Justin Jefferson, he's getting torched. You put AJ Terrell against Justin Jefferson, mm, different story. McDuffie and has then, 50 solo tackles this year as a corner. Okay, he's he's a guy, man. He's, he's a, a tackler. Yeah. He's not a cover guy. He's, he's got five forced fumbles. He's a tackle. Here's my. 
out of my cornerback, I need a cover guy. I need someone in my defense who's going to be a ball hawk who's going to shut down the wide receiver one. I don't need a guy to tackle. I got my linebackers to tackle. Oh, it sure I got my helps. I got my safeties to tackle. And I'm taking Denzel Ward, Cleveland Browns. I'm taking Xavier Howard from the Dolphins. Oh, all right. That's a reach. Nope. Three no, years not. ago, sure. Not now. No, it's not. He, he has – even last year when he was injured, he still had 12 pass breakups. It's pretty good. Yes. Very last good. year. I'm just saying. And I am taking a healthy Marlon Humphrey. Easy. Yes, that's not he's a, he's an, I think I think that's actually a great player comp for McDuffie. I think they're pretty much the same corner. Humphrey can lock down people, though. So McDuffie, I'm not calling McDuffie straps yet. He's a second-year player, but he the way Humphrey comes up and meets on RB, I see that in McDuffie. Knocking yeah. balls out, too. Humphrey's got that Humphrey punch. Yeah. I love that comp. I think I think McDuffie's gonna be like a Walmart Jalen Ramsey, just a little smaller. He's like five eleven, two hundred. Here's my thing, and here's the argument: what it comes down to, Lajarius Sneed is a better corner in coverage than McDuffie. But, yeah, but McDuffie's the tackler. For my standard of a cornerback, I like a guy who can shut down a guy and cover him, pass breakups and give their wide receiver one or two trouble all game. McDuffie won't do that. LeJarrius Sneed will. McDuffie won't. Do you see? Like, I understand I hear the you, but it's I like when, when I watch McDuffie tackle Devontae Smith, I'm like wincing. Like I'm a guy not. that brings that physicality to your defense. He's not, he's, not, he, he's not a honey badger, dude. Well, honey badger's a safety. It's a, he gets a no, different but angle. Still, no, but still, I'm not looking – like when – Trent McDuffie hits, I'm not like, oh, oh, no. No, I'm like, all right. Like, he's going to hit him. But you're talking about him like he's like Emmanuel Mosley, who's basically a linebacker playing corner. Like, he, no, he's, not. he could still cover a bit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, from I'm saying from a top 10 corner perspective, you are looking for guys who could shut down a wide receiver one and two. You're not looking at guys who can just I see your argument. Cover, cover a little and tackle. But, I, I want all right, a then I should rephrase the question. Uh, I guess it's going to be different too then because if I'm – all right, how about this? Right now, he's not a top 10 cover corner, but given – and this plays in that he's a second-year player. If I'm starting a brand-new team from the ground up, he's one of the first 10 corners I'm picking. From the ground – like an expansion team. We're building a new team here. Yeah, because then the older guys don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of older guy corners who are top 10. Uh, yeah, I just like I'm I'm probably taking McDuffie over like a Stephon Gilmore, I'm Darius not. Slay. That's where we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, where were we? Bills Chiefs. Bills give Chiefs. Me your, give me your final um, take. We got ta- we got sidetracked talking about Trent McDuffie for eight yeah. minutes. I don't know why we got sidetracked on that guy. I mean that's ridiculous. Um, no, it's a player. Bills Chiefs. I think the. Ch- <sighs> In Arrowhead, right? Yeah. Off I, that L. Off that L. I think it's the Chiefs' games to lose. It's their game to lose. Patrick Mahomes have one of the worst picks I've seen in his career on one of the ending drives against the Packers. He 
threw a floater to um uh, the second year wide receiver. I'm blanking on his name. Sky Mahomes? Moore. No, okay. yeah, he's terrible. He was, threw it to Sky. Sky Moore is terrible. Threw it to Sky. But the ball was so far out of reach of Sky Moore, and it was just an easy pick for Green Bay, um, for Nixon, the corner. And I just – I think he comes back for revenge. There were a lot of calls going for Green Bay too, a bunch of pass interferences that weren't called for the Chiefs. Um, I think they have a huge bounce-back game, and they just kind of – they knock Buffalo – off their heels a little bit and they win this game and you're going to be looking at Buffalo. Are they a playoff team or not? And if, if they are like a seven seed, they're going to be one of the most dangerous seven seeds in, I think the history of football. I mean, that's, you're not looking at the bills to be a seven seed. That would be a scary matchup for whoever the two ends up being, which would most likely be Miami or Kansas city. Yeah. Which is going to like, I would have to say, or Baltimore. One of those three yeah. will be the two seed. Almost guaranteed. And that's going to be a scary matchup for anyone. That's a bad first round matchup. I mean, the Bills already thumped Miami once this year. Yeah. And they they, they play them again. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. The Bills have some, they got to play Dallas still. I think they play Seattle. They play Miami. Like, they, like the Bills can beat Dallas. They can beat these teams. Yeah. They just weren't playing good football for a couple of weeks. And that's the Bills are just such a roller. I can't imagine being a Bills fan. It's got to feel like being a Phillies fan a little bit, though, to be honest. Yeah, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. Like when you're good, you think you're the best team in the league, but then when it's bad, it's like, do we even, are we even a playoff team? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, that's, that's how I felt all year with the Phillies, but yeah. um, I'm still. I'm still heartbroken. Yeah, that I'm was, still heartbroken. That was our, that, it was our, it was our time to win as a Philly and the fan. stars align and I you know you never wish on this but like Adoles Garcia and Scherzer get hurt it's like uh, it would have been we Jacob DeGrom's out like, we would have won the World Series yeah it's it's like a 2019 when Thompson and Durant get hurt and the Raptors, Raptors just wipe them yeah. like oh man the what-ifs Chase the what-ifs yeah. of being a Philly fan but now moving on to the Philadelphia the Eagles game of the week it's Dallas week Philly at Dallas Sunday night football at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Philly coming off a big loss against the 49ers. And then let's dive into this. Let's look at what happens. Let's go into the game, what the 49ers brought to the table, what the Eagles brought to the table. Well, first thing we can discuss is that the Eagles didn't establish a run game. In the first half, Jalen Hurts had 25 dropback passes, only seven attempted rushes from DeAndre Swift. And DeAndre Swift didn't even have over 10 rushes the entire game. That is a problem. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's more than unacceptable. With this offensive line, you're not going to run the football. To me, to me, Brian Johnson, you're not going to run the football. You, you have Jason Kelsey. You have Lane Johnson back. Who, did I mention one hand just force Nick Bosa's face into the ground. Did you see that block? I did. He that was made, awesome. He made Nick Bosa look like a child. And let's just say, you know, oh, Nick Bosa's so good against Lane Johnson. He's not. And Lane's still banged up with the groin injury. You know it. You know he's still banged up. And he's still 
And even Chase Young went against him, and he just threw a one-arm slap on his back, and he fell to the ground. Watch the film. Lane Johnson's one of the best tackle. I I think he's the best tackle in the league just because of his matchups he's go against and who he goes against and how he can shut them down. Anyway, um, from another standpoint, the Phillies just – and overall, just the Eagles' offense looked terrible, out of sync. Um, first quarter, they looked good driving down the field. They just weren't able to execute in the red zone, even though they're one of their top two in um, executing in the red zone. They're like, I think, 50%, just below it. I think they're like 47 or like 46, 47% in executing in the red zone, scoring touchdowns, and they just weren't able to do it. And if you look at that, and if they're able to score two touchdowns in the first quarter, I think it's a completely different ball game, and it puts the 49ers on their heels a little bit. I agree. I mean, the Eagles are built to play with a lead. Yeah, we've had all these comeback wins. Our streak, unfortunately, did get broken. Same with our streak of beating teams with a winning record. But the schedule makers just had it out for Philly this year, Chase. To me, that is the narrative. Like, no team in NFL history is going through this schedule undefeated. Not only that, the hate we get, like, we're still the one seed. We still have the best record in football. The Chiefs, a team that, you know, they got two Super Bowls in the last five years. They blow a game as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The Eagles were an underdog for a reason. And no one's talking about the Chiefs. It's all the Eagles. They're not a contender anymore. Jalen Hurts proves why he's not this and that. Brock Purdy's the MVP. It's The narratives are crazy to me, Chase, but it's just that we simply played three games in less than in two weeks. We played three games in two weeks. We played an overtime game, and the Niners were coming off 10 days rest. They were more healthy. They were more rested. They were only missing one starter in Hufanga, who's a good player. He's their safety. I mean, of all positions to be missing, you prefer it be probably a safety or a running back. But, you know, the Eagles are missing a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard. You're missing both your starting linebackers in Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham. You're missing your starting slot corner in Avante Maddox. It's just one thing after another. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and DeAndre Swift, and Jalen Hurts, probably your best four playmakers on offense. Honestly, outside of Goddard, undebatably your best four playmakers on offense, were all limited in practice that week. They were all banged up. Hurts gets knocked out of the game at one point. There was cheap shots. There was a Chase Young horse collar on a tush push that didn't get called. He gets pinned down and then headshot and had to leave the game. He probably had a concussion, but it's football, so it doesn't matter. But it's just... It's crazy, and I'll tell you what, Jace, we're not losing to this team again. They had this one. We said they would. They come back into Philly when we get the one seed. The Niners still have to play Baltimore. They're acting like the rest of their schedule is all sunshine and rainbow. And like you said, Seattle could be an upset. Mm-hmm. So they, Seattle's- they get, like we don't know. Here's here's the difference, and I just want to stop you right here, just just a little bit, little quick stop, and then you can keep going. The 49ers lost to the Minnesota Vikings without Justin Jefferson. They lost to the Cleveland Browns with a backup quarterback. And no Nick Chubb. And no Nick Chubb. And they lost to the Bengals, who at the time were playing terrible football. Weren't they like three and four? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, three and four. They just beat Arizona. Like, congrats. You beat Arizona and Josh Dobbs. And then they go on and beat you in San Fran. So you have those three bad losses. In a row. In a row, and then you you guys all act tough. You know, you think you're all big, beating Philly. But in re- reality of the situation, you had three bad weeks in a row. That could happen again. Like Philly, dominant. 
They have a, you know, you, you lose to the Jets. They had a bad week. Have a bad week here. They continue dominance. 49ers, you know, they can be up and down. Mm-hmm. Continue. The other thing people need to remember when we're talking about the one seed is that the Eagles' last three games— so if this is the rest of their schedule. I mean, you're going, you're on the road at Dallas, you're on the road at Seattle. Then you come back home and you get the Giants, you get the Cardinals, and then you get a quick bus ride up to uh, MetLife and play the Giants again. So I'm looking at it like three buys at the end of the year. You get the one seed, then you get another week off, and you go right into the second round, uh, Detroit maybe, and then Sam Fran after playing Baltimore, Seattle, some big games at the end of the year, having to play maybe a, a Dallas in the first round. Who knows? Probably not because they're not. Nah, Dallas might lose the division. They might have to go into San Fran round one. So regard what I'm trying to get to is that they're going to Eagles are going to be more rested next time in Philly and they're not coming in and winning. And Chase, like you said last episode, it's so hard to beat a team twice, especially when the teams are this good. You got Hall of Famers all over the field, coaches that do nothing but win. It's so hard to beat a team twice and they can have the first one. We're coming correct next time. They were doing all this talking, fueled the fire. Big Dom gets ejected. There's no chance the Eagles lose in the NFC Championship. No chance. And Brock Purdy's going to come down to earth. I agree. And here's 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 the thing. You you try to act tough. And here's the, here's the thing about the 49ers. And their fans can't disagree with this. And if you're tuning in as a 49ers fan, please hear us out. We're not biased. We're just looking And I'm at not it. making excuses. Like, you guys played a good game. You no, played a complete yeah. game. Purdy played well. Four TDs, no picks. Like, Play a Again, good game. He's he doesn't pass the ball over fifteen yep. yards, which is my problem. Which I'm not taking away. He fits the system. He's your system quarterback. And for the he price, there might and not be a better price, quarterback for the price. He's not even no, making a mill. So no, it's not. That's the perfect situation for him and for a guy of Kyle Shanahan's coaching ability and the Pro Bowlers around him. It's the perfect situation for him to be a system quarterback. And I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying he's not an MVP type guy. Again, you look at it, they're trying to bully Bradbury, even though James Bradbury, Bradbury takes the high road. The Eagles didn't even talk trash last year to the Niners. The Niners talked trash the entire game after the game, making all these, you know, coming in with up. their ski masks coming, and black Air Force ski masks, ones. Black Air Force ones. It, it was their game. And you can't say it wasn't their Super Bowl. You can't say it's like not a revenge game. They've had this circle. For, they literally said that's why I don't get it. Like yeah. the fans are acting like it's not their Super Bowl. The players will be the first to tell you, like this game meant the most to us all year. They're yeah. like, oh, they're and that's what they And Kyle Shanahan said, please don't act like when you win this game, it's bigger than everything else, or when you lose this game, it's you know this huge sad you know cloud around you. We still have the rest of the regular season, and the Eagles have a higher percentage to win. The NFC East get the one seed, and the playoffs run through the link again. Yep, I am telling you right now, Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter is not going to allow you to do what you did to them in the link again. Especially Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. No, I mean, here if I'm if I'm anyone, I'm scared when Jalen Hurts comes to the podium before a game or the night before a game, and he gets his team rowdy because the team follows the leader, and he is the definition of a leader in the NFL. I think he's the best leader in the NFL as a quarterback, and I don't think there's a debate. 
he is not going to allow them to win that game in the link. You had yours. And I, I'm tipping my cap. You outplayed the Eagles. You outplayed them offensively. You outplayed them defensively. You outplayed them the entire game. You outplayed them for three quarters. Now, you have to go get your two seed, which I'm you, you, you'll be happy with. And then when it comes to January, you're going to be playing the link, man. And you know what it's going to come down to? Jalen Hurts throwing for 350 passing yards, a couple touchdowns, DeAndre Swift rushing for 100 yards, and Brock Purdy's going to be scared. This front-line defense is going to make him – hmm. I don't – I can't say it on air, but there's going to be a brown stain in his pants when Hassan Reddick's flying off the edge because of how bad their offensive line is. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to leave it here. We're going to get into our locks after you have one more thing to say. The Eagles are going to win the NFC East. They're going to well, achieve. we got one more game to talk about. Eagles-Cowboys now. You want to get into it? Absolutely. So I'll get into it because I got the uh, pretty pretty unfortunate take here. I think the Eagles go into Dallas and lose. They opened up as a two-and-a-half-point dog. It's been bet a whole point. They're now three-and-a-half-point dogs. And I'm looking at this game. Every I don't know how this is just so unfair, by the way, that the Cowboys every year get a home Thursday game on Thanksgiving and then the week after get another Thursday game. So they basically don't have the disadvantage of a Thursday game because they get their their Thursday game right after they get their automatic Thanksgiving Thursday game. Unfair. Anyway, this is their third week in a row at home. They played on a no- Thursday night against the Seahawks. They're fully rested up. We always split with Dallas. Dak Prescott's playing great ball right now. They're a little healthier. Outside of Trayvon Diggs, they're really not missing any key stars. I don't think Shaq Leonard's going to be quite ready to play yet. Also, Chase, backtracking, Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams were also both playing hurt last game too. But anyway, moving on, I think the Eagles do lose to Dallas. But again, it's not going to happen again. Me and Chase were talking about this a little bit yesterday. If you were to go into Dallas, I don't chase. I don't know what your take is right now. I don't know what you're gonna say after this, but I just yesterday we were talking, and if you go into Dallas and thump them here, which the Eagles could do, you know, I, this team losing two games in a row, it, it's gonna take you know a team like the Niners and Cowboys to do it. But if you beat them twice, it would have made it a lot, lot harder to beat them that third time in the playoffs. Because beating a team three times. Now, that's tough. The Eagles did it last year with the New York Giants, but the Giants are a different story. You know, the Cowboys are worlds better than the Giants. They beat them 40 nothing week one, you know. We made a statement. Well, they had Dan Jones, all their guys. No excuse. But I think Dallas beats us. They're undefeated, a 6-0 and at home on a four-game win streak with the rest, with the health, with the momentum, with the urgency. I think they get this one. And again, I'm not going to cry about it because this is my final take, Chase. On the air, quote me on this. Eagles lose this game. We drop two in a row. We don't lose another game the rest of the season. And I believe that. We said it. We discussed it yesterday. I full-heartedly agree. I do do think they have a very good chance to win this football game, though. Jalen Hurts. If Jalen comes out with a legacy game, four hundred yards, six TDs, or something, who like it wouldn't surprise me. But. No, it wouldn't. I think this team. 
it kind it's kind of like last year when they lo- they lost their first game at 10 and 1 you you realize you come back down to earth you're not so high you're not just keep winning 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 and i think it you know it's good brandon graham said it. he goes we've been getting away with the laziness and some stuff and just getting away with these coverages or how we're playing in the first half compared to the second half. And then finally they got exposed. It's a good thing. They got exposed. It's a regular season. You're 10 and two and you got exposed. Great. You move on. Now, now it's, now it's time to what AJ Brown said, put our pants, big boy pants on and let's go. We're they're ready to ride now. Like, and if they lose to Dallas, then I don't see them losing another game the entire season. But I do see I, I do see this outcome being where Philly can just blow the tops off and say to the NFL and media crossed everywhere, yes, we lost the 49ers, but our balls are bigger than the Cowboys right now, and we're going to win this game, and we're going to win out, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. So. I love it. I wouldn't complain. Works for I, me. I just, I just think. Listen, I just think with the motivators inside that building, the characters in that building, the personalities in that building is winning. That their sole thing is winning. It's not about me. It's about the team and winning. And when it comes down to it, when you have these little stumps in the road, these little bumps, it's life. You're gonna have that. And I think they are made with this veteran group to get over that hump and become even better than they were last year and in beginning of the season, middle of the season. And I think it's just like Jalen Hurts says, you get better every single week, every single day. And it doesn't matter, you know, how we play one time, we're going to fix it, move on and get better for the next week. And then the playoffs and then the Super Bowl. That's what's going to happen. I love that, Chase. I really do. I think yeah. I think this team has every metric to win the championship. And it all starts yeah. at the top. It does. So, but You want to get into I, our locks? I got a bunch of locks this week. There's a ton of games I love. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of – my last three locks of the week have hit. So, coming, coming in hot here. Um, I love the Colts to just win outright over the Bengals. Like I said, Jake Browning coming back down to earth. Wait, can we – listen, I love that too. Can we make that the small town big takes lock yeah, of the week? for sure. Because I, I like that Small town big takes riding with Steichen, for sure. Riding with Steichen. Love it. Another one here. Um, This was my honorable mention lock last week. It did hit. I had the Lions minus four over the Saints. This week, they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites over division rival Chicago Bears, who should be noted are coming off a bye. Should also be noted the Bears are eight and four against the spread. But it's the Bears, and the Lions are 9-3 for a reason. When they get the ball rolling behind David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown's catching those slants, and Jared Goff has time in the pocket, and Hutchinson's he's got, he's foaming at the mouth. This team's tough to beat, you know? And they're going into Soldier Field after a week on the road before down in um, the Superdome. But I get it. I get why the line is what it is. You know, it's going to be a rainy, windy, cold Chicago day with the Bears off a bye, and Justin Fields, is he's playing for it, and Matt Eberflus is coaching for his job. So I get the line. I'm not going to call out Vegas for a bad line here. Every time I do that, it comes back and eats me. But I like the 
lines here. It's not a lock, though. But my actual lock of the week is this is a parlay because I got two dead locks here. Broncos money line, Texans money line. Texans are playing Zach Wilson getting the start again for the Jets. The Jets just simply can't put up points. Last week, the Falcons won in cover. That was the lock. The Jets just suck. They haven't scored 20 points in seven weeks. Um, yeah, the Texans, CJ Stroud, they're playing with momentum. Yeah, you lose Tank Dell, but you still got Nico Collins, who's emerging as a one. Dalton Schultz is giving you production. Noah Brown, he's no, no stranger. And then you got Robert Woods sitting there on the bench with fresh legs. So I know Tank Dell's out. It hurts bad. He was explosive, fun rookie, but don't rule the Texans out. I'm loving the Texans. Will Anderson and Derek Stingley Jr. looking more than legit. And then, like I said, Broncos, Sean Payton and Russ bounce back after a brutal loss, and they maybe get Brandon Staley fired. I think that one's got the potential to get <laughs> ugly. And that's the yeah. most confused. That and the Jets line. I don't ha- tell me how the Texans are three and a half point favorites. C.J. Stroud versus Zach Wilson, and tell me how the Broncos are dogs to the Chargers when they have a better record, better coach, and they're healthier. Yeah, it's, the, it's I love ridiculous. those picks. Love them. I might parlay the small town big takes lock with the Colts, the Texans, and the Broncos. Slap like a twenty burger on that, and I'm paying like it's like 150, 200. <laughs> so I seriously would highly advise it feeling great about this one i for my lock of the week i love houston like you said houston at new york i love them covering the spread it's only three and a half like win by a the TD, jet, you're golden the jet yeah the jets offense isn't doing anything they're not going to do and, anything and they prove they don't do anything all year the only thing you got is your defense and to be honest the defense is going to be losing the locker room's going to be lost soon because the defense keeps balling and nothing gets done on offense. Yeah. And it's going to remind yep. me of the Denver Broncos situation of last year. Yep. Chase, you they're on a, a five-game losing streak, and Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back. They're basically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs now. They would have Aaron to win Rogers out. Is just they're four and eight. For... They have to win out without yeah. Rodgers. So they're done. They're, the locker room's going to quit. Nat Hackett's a goon. I don't get that line. I do not understand it. Nope. So I love it. The locks are rolling. Um, they've been hot. And I'm telling I've, I've rebounded. I had a horrible NBA playoffs last year. <laughs> Went into the freezer. Coldest I've been. But since then, been doing all Heating right. Up. Been doing all Heating right. Up. Heating up. So that's it. There you have it. There's episode 39, December football. You got to love it. Eagles, Cowboys week. Can't beat it. Great time. It's Dallas week. And we'll catch you next time.